Welcome to Heart Health Radio with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefall. Heart Health Radio, Heart Health Radio, oh, 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 hearthealthradio.com, Heart Health Radio. Heart Health Radio is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action, talk to your doctor. Listen to a ukulele. And listen to a little bit of ukulele music. I bought one. I want everybody to know I'm going to learn how to play our song. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. Steep learning curve on the ukulele. <laughs> I'm Dave Alexander. He is Dr. Franklin Weefold, and the radio program is called Heart Health Radio. Uh, we welcome to segment number one, the first part of the show, where we talk about the stats on COVID. We welcome Rose Hoban from North Carolina Health News. Hi, Rose. How are you? It is good to hear from you. I'm very glad you're on the radio with us. Um, we're moving into phase two, aren't we? Yeah, we are. So restaurants, um, uh, no bars, but restaurants, and um, no, and we're we're seeing about breweries, and we have salons, nail salons, hair salons, barber shops, um, and swimming pools. So, I got a I got a guy in the studio right here who's I'm seriously about to get a haircut. Oh, Rose. he needs it too. It's terrible. I'm yeah. suggesting also a cream rinse if you don't mind. A what? Get a cream rinse. Get <laughs> no. I'm thinking really about a perm. Yeah, don't. Rose, what? Oh, no, do, perms are so ninety. On him, it wouldn't look good. Rose, talk to me about the stats. This is a sad thing, but we have lost some people uh, in we, North we Carolina. Have, we have lost people. Um, we are at, oh my gosh, I'm, I think, uh, I've got the county by county death rate up. It's above 600 now. It's okay. We've it's got 700, 729 in the state. Yeah. But I'm looking more at the, um, the number of folks who are in the hospital, which yeah. is kind of just creeping up. We got 589 people in the hospital now. Yeah. Now they're doing more testing. Um, now yesterday, they did a lot of testing um, in the past week. They've really upped their game. So on, I think it was Friday um, of this week, we had 12,000 tests completed. Wow. Um, that was Thursday, excuse me. And yesterday is 8,000 tests completed. And so they're testing more, which is good. That means they're finding more people, which is what testing is for. Right. The thing that's con- of concern is that percentage of positive tests that they're finding is creeping up ever yeah. so slightly. A lot of it's very It was at about 10% right? at the beginning of the week, and now it's up around 10%. But, you know, they're looking at trends rather than, you know, given days. You know, one well, day might have been more than another. Well, Rose, the, the biggest question for me is the hospitalizations are like em- – the hospitals are empty around here with COVID patients. Where, where are the patients being hospitalized that it's going up? I don't get it. Well, I mean, there's still um, there's still capacity in the hospitals. They definitely are being hospitalized. I think the reasons why the hospitals are, are pretty empty, although they're starting to fill up, um, is that there hasn't been all of that elective surgery. Well, no, what uh, I'm talking no. about, what I'm talking about, is where are the COVID patients going? Because you mean they, what are the hotspots? Which counties? Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess I don't understand because around here. The COVID units are closing down. I mean, we're not seeing hospitalizations on the rise in Raleigh. So where are the COVID patients being admitted? That's the thing that I see these statistics and I can't figure out what's happening. Well, there's been a little bit of a bump up in Mecklenburg County. 
Um, there are now more cases coming up in rural areas. Right. So ostensibly some of those folks are staying in their rural counties, but those ICUs are small, so they'll end up coming into yeah. some of the receiving hospitals like Atrium or UNC. Um, I know that uh, UNC has got, oh, easily, I know that they've had as many as 70-plus people across their system. I got their numbers last weekend, and it was like 76. Yeah. And well, if no, you really something, something's going good. I mean, I think the yeah. trends are good because otherwise we wouldn't start opening. But I think um, I think everyone needs to realize that we still have to be safe and going to these restaurants and I'll be wearing a mask even though I'm getting my hair cut. Dave yeah. lent me one that goes around the ears on mine tie in the back. It's a good thing, yeah. So appreciate yeah, I'm your a tie in the back type too. But um, yeah, we were out today. My husband and I just came back from doing our weekly shopping, and uh, most everybody we saw had a mask on, which yeah. made me very comfortable. All right. Well, if listen, you thanks for calling in. You want we'll more. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You want more information on this. I want everybody to write this down. North Carolina. That's the easy part. Yeah. Health news. Health dot news. org. Almost North Carolina as, Health News. Almost as easy as HeartHealthRadio.com. Yeah, it is. Thanks again. Rose, thank you. All right, thank you so much. Good to see you. Good to talk to you. We'll talk All to right. you next week. All right, take care. All right. Rose Hoban from North Carolina Health News. On today's show, we are going to talk about the lessons that we've learned. We're not and done yet, but... Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think that now that we're opening up again, and I, I'm personally thinking it's safe, mm-hmm. and I'm so <clears throat> happily surprised that even Dr. Fauci who seemed to be concerned that the only death to prevent was a COVID death. Mm-hmm. And now he's realizing that if we stay closed, we're going to have, by estimate, 75,000 um, deaths due to being closed. Um, suicides and drug overdoses and stuff like that. So he's coming around right. to the realization that um, more people count in the U.S. besides COVID patients. Let's talk about Florida and Georgia. Yeah. Because those were early adopters of the Let's Open Up plan. And some of the latest in Let's Close Down. Right. So how did they turn out? Very well. Georgia um, had one day that was a spike in the last two weeks. And so right. what happened? Oh, my God, see, it's happening. And then in the last you know week after that, they continue to drop. And so I think Georgia's doing well. In Florida, you're seeing um, increased testing, increased positivity because of testing, but decreased hospitalizations. And the death rate is going to lag, and their death rate seems to be on the trend down. Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, chewed out reporters, and he did so in a way that I – I had a hard time reducing it to just a few seconds. Oh, I think he was great. He, he just let him go. But because here's the thing, Florida ended up, it's not over with, but Florida at this point has 2,190 deaths. And you could have put a zero on the end of that, and that's what they were predicting for oh, Florida. Here is um, the governor, Ron DeSantis, talking to reporters. You got a lot of people in your profession who waxed poetically for weeks and weeks about how Florida was going to be just like New York. Wait two weeks, Florida's going to be next. Just like Italy, wait two weeks. Well, hell, we're eight weeks away from that, and it hasn't happened. 
he put his arms out as widely as he could. Kind of like we do when we're talking. People can't see us. He says, says, you guys predicted this. And, and, you know, I'm going to tell you why. All the Florida cases came from transplanted New Yorkers. It's just they know this. Yeah. And they all got the heck out of New York and flew to Florida. Now, why didn't they spread it like they did in New York City? And remember, when they talk about New York – it's the New York metropolitan, New York City metropolitan area. The hinterlands up in Rochester and the Finger Lakes, they had some cases, mm-hmm. but it was all clustered around New York City. And I'm going to tell you, even though I can't prove this, and this is a supposition, but it makes sense. The difference between Florida and New York City is the New York City subway. Yeah. Five million people packed in like sardines, breathing on each other touching the same stuff for a month before this happened. And, uh, I, I, you know, Fauci right. wants to close down the football stadiums, but there's no way, quote-unquote, they can shut down the New York City subway because it's the proletarian way to move. Mm-hmm. You know, while the, the, the Democrats and, and you know, who's the, who's the uh, governor of New York? Yeah, Cuomo. Cuomo. And who's the mayor again? That would be. Uh, you can believe it. I'm having a senior moment here. Anyway, they're going to ride gonna, around. We're going to talk about yeah. memory loss on they're, today's they're show. They're moving around in their limos. Yeah, but they got to keep the subway open for everybody else. Right. They got to keep this now. Trump was right. It looks like what they're going to do is disinfect with UV light. They're not going to stick it inside people. Okay. But they're going to flood the subways with UV light. Let's hope that works. That would be a good thing. Absolutely. All right. We are learning the lessons. We think we've learned some of the lessons of COVID. And in the Hall of Shame coming up, two Harvard professors who, you know, they're both Harvard people. Uh, not Princeton people. Harvard not people. Princeton. So, you know, what can we, we can't really expect a lot from them. They only work at Harvard. Have it. Have it. They packed the car and have it yet. Also, Senator Kamala Harris, who has raised the question. I think this is like a three-month-old question. Is the phrase Wuhan virus anti-Asian? Well, it's particular anti-Chinese. Anti-Chinese? Okay. Is it anti-Chinese? I'm going to tell you more about what I think as a half-Chinese person. Okay. That's coming up. If you have a question about your health, call this number, 919-860-9783. This is Heart Health Radio on the Heart Health Radio Network. As you well know, on Heart Health Radio, we play the hits from 78 or 79. That's... uh, Evelyn well, Champagne that was King. Our golden years. Yes, and, and, and the golden years of music. And the song is "Shame." Two Harvard professors and Kamala Harris. Well, let's talk about Kamala Harris first. I mean, she wants to be vice president. There's no doubt about it. She's running hard and fast. And yeah. Biden has said he wants a woman, and probably a minority woman. So. The political correctness in the Democratic Party is a sine qua non. They can't not be politically correct. Mm -hmm. So she's trying to make a congressional resolution that if you call this COVID-19, the Wuhan virus, that you are a racist. Now, 
Let me just tell everybody, in case you you must know if you listen to this show, my dad's family came from Norway as immigrants. My mother came here fleeing the Japanese and the Chai Coms in 1949. And she's Chinese, and I'm therefore half Chinese. And if you call, and my daughter, who mm-hmm. we adopted in, in 2004, is from Wuhan. Right. If you call this the Wuhan virus, I'm okay with it. Because you're not telling me that I'm responsible for the virus. Yeah. I think, and as you know, the theory, and I believe in the theories that came from the Wuhan Viral Institute. But are you, are you denigrating Spanish people when you call it the Spanish flu? No. Yeah. So listen, it, it, it helps to call this the Wuhan virus. Um, it came from Wuhan and it, it killed tens, hundreds of thousands of people. We need to know that. Yeah. And it's okay to call it the Wuhan virus. And w- my daughter's from Wuhan, and I'm half Chinese. I think and it's, I'm not a racist against Chinese people. I don't think it's clearly a. You're, there's no litmus test for racism that you literally can't. You can't just because you use that phrase. That can't indicate that you are racist. Well, now, you know if you it's do just anything not. nowadays, you're racist. If you stub your toe and cry out, you're racist against your toe. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just ridiculous. It's the Wuhan virus. It's COVID-19. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it, it's what it is. And you're not a racist if you call it the Wuhan virus. And how can the Congress be institutionalizing the way we talk? It's craziness. All right. The, uh, now, the second thing, y'all know that I'm from Princeton and I don't like have it. But, <laughs> but here's the thing that really gets me. Is this Harvard professor who's a public intellectual in the Washington Post, we call WAPO, mm-hmm. it's craziness, claiming the only reason why we want to end the lockdown, and we as me and you know, yeah, me millions too. of other people, yeah. is because we're evangelical Christians who don't mind dying because we believe in an afterlife. Now, how <sighs> crazy is that? I mean, if he had said... Yeah. That the Muslim terrorists believed that they were going to be in an afterlife with how many virgins? 65 virgins? That they're responsible for all the evil in the world. How bad would that have come off? But they can, they can criticize, they can demean Christians in any way, shape, or form, and it's published in the Washington Post. I'm going to tell you right now, there are plenty of non-Christians there are plenty of Muslims and Jews and secular humanists, whatever right. you want to call it, right. who want our country to open up. And we don't want to open up and then die because we believe we're going to heaven anyway. So that is one of the most shameful things I've heard. And, you know, there's another Harvard professor who says we can't homeschool anymore. She wants to make homeschooling illegal because of Christian indoctrination. Now, I'm telling you, if you contribute to Harvard monetarily, you, my, my, if you don't believe these things, and if you believe these things, listen, I'm not mad at you. Mm-hmm. I think you're wrong. My sisters are socialists. I love mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm getting all this hate mail that I'm a socialist basher. I disagree with them vociferously. I love my sisters. Right. Okay? I love them. They're socialists. They're wrong. But they're 
lovable people. Yeah. We need to love each other, but we need not to be afraid to disagree because we're going to be called racists or anti-socialists or mean people. We're not. Two people on this segment are going to say something that's a surprise to me. Yes. Uh, we're going to start with Alan Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz is the premier civil rights attorney in the United States of America. And remember, he's a Democrat. And he is a, he voted against Trump. He'll yeah. vote against Trump. But what did he do? He he was on the defense team because what he believed in right. was what he believed in. It wasn't political. And here's what he says about vaccine. Let me put it very clearly. You have no constitutional right to endanger the public and spread a disease, even if you disagree. You have no right not to be vaccinated. You have no right not to wear a mask. You have no right to open up your business. Wow. To me, that's an amazing wow. Well, but what he's trying to say is this. Typhoid Mary was put in jail. Okay? Yeah. And why? Because she was killing people. So you have these anti-vaxxers who claim religious beliefs. And here I'm defending Christians because I'm a Christian and I believe in defending Christians. But you can't send your kid to school and endanger others. That's just you can't do it. No matter how much you claim you have a right to do so, you actually don't. And the government has a duty to protect its citizens uh, you can't murder somebody. Mm-hmm. You can't breathe on them without having a vaccine for COVID. That's not your constitutional right. Mm-hmm. And so I agree with them 100%. And and they can make rules about closing businesses for a temporary period of time. Uh-huh. And that's the problem with Whitmer in Michigan. She had 28 days to get the legislature to approve it. That's the law. And she didn't do it. But she's still maintaining that she can close businesses. Um, the one thing we do have a right to do is protest. We have a right to do those things that we feel are in the best interest of the country. But we don't have a right to hurt each other. Now, if, you, if there's a COVID vaccine and you refuse to vaccinate your kid, they're going to shelter at home for as long as they won't get vaccinated. I think he's taken it farther. I think he believes that the government has the right to forcibly stick the needle in your arm. Well, he compared no, okay, it to military okay, service. I get it. He I compared it. it to military service. They You're can right. compel you to become a soldier right. and kill or be killed. I mean, the, he's taking it. That's, that was yeah. his first example. Okay, so I didn't think of this. Did, did the government have right to grab you and jab you with a needle? I don't think so. Okay. Um, and, he thinks so. But they do have a right to exclude you from businesses and mm-hmm. exclude you from. Uh, schools and exclude you from um, the normal activities of daily life if you refuse to get vaccinated. And the okay. second, the second person who's going to say something very surprising on our radio right now, I'm asking the question: Can New Yorkers blame Governor Mario Cuomo? Nope, nope. The other Cuomo, Governor Cuomo, for nursing home oh, it deaths. Is, it is Mario. No, it's not Mario. That's the that's the dad. Uh, it's uh, oh, Andrew. Andrew. Can New Yorkers blame Governor Cuomo because he ordered the elderly people who had COVID back into nursing homes? Right. And you say? No. No. Why? Okay. 
this was something that hit us, this COVID thing that we'd never experienced before. Right. And the experts, what did they say? We got to listen to science. We got to listen to the experts. Yeah. So at first, Fauci said this is not going to be a problem. February 29th, you may not believe it. We've played it before. Mm-hmm. He And he kept saying all through the month of February, this is not going to be a problem for the United States. We don't need to change our social distancing, et cetera. Yeah. He did say that may change. Yeah, and then he changed his mind. Well, when it, it became obvious it was going to explode, what did they say then? Prepare for millions of hospital admissions. Prepare for people hanging by a thread. We had to build... God knows how many field hospitals. Yeah. Uh, there's one in Brooklyn being closed down now. It, it cost $21 million. It had 1,000 beds. It had zero patients. So they were wrong at how much it was going to flood the hospital system. They shut down hospital um, elective procedures. They shut down admissions for people who would have been admitted otherwise yes. to maintain the COVID beds. So you look at the hospitals around here, they were empty. Now, and they weren't completely empty, but in terms of the percentage of COVID patients they expected based on the experts, they didn't have it. So what was Cuomo going to do, Governor Cuomo? He was hearing that they needed 40,000 ventilators. Remember that number? Yeah. Gets on and screams, we need 40,000 ventilators. The United yeah. States government forced Ford Motor Company to shut down their line and start building ventilators. We're now going to have 100,000 ventilators in the stockpile. And guess what? Now we don't even think ventilators are a good idea for COVID patients because we've learned that they actually may hurt them in certain situations. So Cuomo had to get rid of these people. And I don't mean that in a bad sense. He had to move them out of the hospital. We're talking. Where else were they going to go? You know how many there were? were moved 4,200. Right. And, And he was listening to people like Fauci who said, and I like Dr. Fauci, Mm -hmm. he's a great guy. He made some decisions that turned out later to not be correct. And you see, even now, he's saying open up. Now, why is that? Because somebody convinced him that 75,000 people could die from suicide and despair Mm -hmm. because 40 million people are out of work. Right. So we didn't understand what was happening. And Cuomo was told they needed 40,000 ventilators. They needed to clear out the hospitals. As soon as somebody could breathe and wasn't dying, they needed to move them to a nursing home. Yeah. It's not his fault. Now, you may – it's not Trump's fault what happened. It's not Fauci's fault what happened. We didn't understand. We're going to talk about hydrochloxychloroquine. Come on. We said it so many times. All right. After the news. Heart Health Radio. Heart Health Radio on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Hydroxychloroquine. That's not it, is it? Well, it is a derivative of quinine. Is it's it? Hydroxychloroquine. You could call hydroxychloroquine. Okay. But, I mean, here, one quick thing. Yeah. The Cuomo on TV, Chris, right? Yes. Do you know what he drank? He, he was the one who said that Trump was might as well be pouring bleach into his vein. Sure, yeah. Because he yeah. took hydroxychloroquine. Okay, and? You know what his wife gave him? No. Tons and tons of quinine, which is the same thing chemically. But what is it? It's yeah. natural. Quinine. Quinine. That's in Schweppervescence, remember? Yeah. A curiously I, refreshing drink. Is that Why not? And he quinine. drank tons of it. She's the one also who they said 
Trump's crazy for topical disinfectants. You right. Know what she did? No, I don't she know. She took Clorox baths. Yeah. So that's not a good idea. The point I'm trying to make, yeah. real quick, about liberal bashing, I'm just saying when somebody screams at the top of their lungs, like me, right. don't necessarily believe them. And I tell you out there, don't necessarily believe me because I'm not telling you that I'm right all the time, unlike other people. Okay. There are three lessons yeah, that okay, we've so learned. We just talked about not blaming Governor Cuomo, and we yes. can't blame him. He did what the experts said. This was brand new. But I think there are three things that, it, if you want to say maybe could have done differently and would have made a difference, they could have done differently. Mm-hmm. Um, number one is believing Taiwan. Now, the problem with political correctness nowadays is that the Chicoms, the Chinese government, government claims Taiwan – as its own, but they haven't done anything about it. They rattle sabers. But if you say something about Taiwan, they cut you off. Mm-hmm. So the WHO, when they asked him a question about how why Taiwan was so successful, the guy turned his head and turned off the microphone and pretended he didn't hear it. So what did Taiwan do? They were they were ready, willing, and able to disbelieve the Chinese Communist government because mm-hmm. they got burned by the original SARS. So what did they do? They shut off flights to Wuhan and other parts of China. They put a mask on everybody. They knew in January, even though the WHO was saying it wasn't transmissible person to person, they didn't believe it. They put masks on everybody. Anybody who was tested, they got tests done right away. Yeah. And they put anybody who was positive, not at home, but in a quarantine facility. They had a handful of deaths. Is it more than six now? I don't think so. So... They could have believed Taiwan and not been worried about being cut off by communist China. And I think that is maybe something you could blame Fauci for because he didn't even mention Taiwan ever. Yeah. And remember that he's got ties to the Wuhan Institute and he's got ties to all of the researchers in communist China. So I don't know if that was the reason, if he fell victim to political correctness, but we could have listened to Taiwan. Number two, the CDC was not in the business of manufacturing tests, and yet they decided to manufacture their own tests for COVID. So the plan that they had was pretty smart. They had a million tests ready to go. As soon as they saw people were getting you know, sick, they were going to rush in and test a whole bunch of people at one time. Yeah. They would have found out just how quickly it was spreading. And maybe, just maybe, we would have done the correct thing, which is shut down. They would have done it quicker and maybe saved lives. But what they should have done, and I think this is something you can criticize, is had Abbott make the test. Had somebody who was familiar with mass-producing tests, because when the CDC made those tests, they were contaminated with the coronavirus. So all the tests initially were positive, and they realized they had a bad deal. Okay. So the other thing is they could have let maybe some political correctness go by the wayside and realized that 5 million people standing next to each other, breathing on each other every day for a month while this virus was spreading, they could have shut down the subway. Now, they would have said, oh, my God, we can't do that. That's New York City. Well, you shut down New York City anyway. If yeah. you shut down the subway, we could have saved some lives. Now, am I pointing a finger and saying that these decisions which could have been made mean that these are 
you know, horrible people. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything about this should be blamed on one individual human being. They were proverbially, proverbially flying by the seat of their pants. Oh, you laughed at me about hydroloxychloroquine. Yeah, hydroloxychloroquine. <laughs> you know how to pronounce it now. All right, telephone number here, 919-860-9783. Anything, anything at all. Because the next thing we're going to do yeah. is talk about non-COVID things. Yeah. Because... We're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. We're getting closer. And it's not a train coming at us. Okay? <laughs> right. Now, there is something about aging. Yeah. I'm really excited about this. People don't realize how great science is. Okay? Yeah. We're going to have this vaccine. It's my prediction. Yeah. We're going to have this vaccine quick. But the MIT, and I, you know, I don't like Harvard, but I kind of like MIT. Okay. This is where science is taking us. They are finding things that not only help health nowadays, but they're finding, they found the enzyme that repairs your DNA. So real quickly, we've talked about this before. DNA is a chemical blueprint. It makes our proteins. It keeps us alive. Well, apparently, there's an enzyme that repairs our DNA more efficiently, and we start to lose it as we grow older. So if you can put that enzyme back in a cell and re-repair your DNA, you might live longer. And they've discovered it. I'm not going to tell you the name of it because it's like hydroxychloroquine. Is it really? Yeah, forget it. But the whole point of this is science is progress. Mm -hmm. Believe in science. And the only reason why we're getting ahead of this game and getting a vaccine that may have taken five years just a generation ago, we're going to have it. Right. We're going to have it quick. Sleep apnea. There's a breakthrough. Thank God. Yes. Let me tell you, I see so many people with sleep apnea. It's the most underdiagnosed condition. Mm -hmm. What is it? Obstructive sleep apnea. There's something called central sleep apnea. It's when your inner brain doesn't work. But the vast majority, 99%, have obstructive sleep apnea. Now, you don't have to be heavy. If you have tissue in the back of your throat that's loose and floppy Uh when you sleep everybody thinks that they're asleep when they're just drowsing and dozing no there are three stages very quickly the deep deep stage of sleep you have to breathe through your nose and you have to be paralyzed because everything shuts down in the brain except that little midbrain it's like the like the snail brain that keeps us breathing yeah if you can't get that way because the tissues in the back of your throat are so big and floppy, you can't get oxygen, you'll wake up and you'll never get that deep, deep sleep and you'll be really tired. So the mask, which everybody hates, and I don't blame them, sits over your schnoz and your mouth yes. and blows air through to yeah. blow open those loose tissues. Well, somebody has finally invented a device that is not an implantable pacemaker. Have you seen that commercial hmm. where they push the button and their sleep apnea is over with? Really? Yeah, they're pushing a button to activate a pacemaker that's inside your chest and is stimulating yeah, those tissues. I'm not sure open. I want to go that far. Well, on it's that. easy to push a button. Yeah. Well, this guy's invented something that thrusts your jaw open at the appropriate time, and it's not such a big device. It senses when you need to breathe when you're deep, deep sleep. Yeah. And it opens your jaw. It's a it's a mouthpiece, a mouth guard. And it only has to open your jaw just a little bit. Yeah. 
And by doing that, it opens up the airway and you can breathe. They're testing it. It's been shown to work, and I'm very excited because the only other thing besides a CPAP mask that we have is this pacemaker, and they're advertising it on TV. If you see this, yeah. don't think. They just hand you a button, and magically you push the button, and you don't have sleep apnea anymore. They have to implant a device. They have to put wires into those muscles. Yeah. You push the button to turn it on. I'm really excited about this. If you have sleep apnea, yep. Talk to your doctor, if, especially if you've thrown your mask away, which is what happens to so many of my patients because they can't they can't stand it. I scare children with my mask. Really? There was a, a little kid. We called her a, a, the pretend grandchild before we had grandchildren. <laughs> and she was like seven or eight. And she'd come over to the house. And sometimes I'd be taking a nap. And I w- would wear that. And she saw me. And it was just... Yeah. Well, a lot of reasons Scary. why people won't wear it. It's embarrassing. Sure it for is. For some. Sure. Like, I we I took a bunch of guys to Notre Dame where I yep. used to be team physician. We were all in the hotel. And my buddy had this really big mask because he needed BiPAP. He needed two different pressures. I mean, he was wow. bad. So he's sitting there, and it sounds like Darth Vader. Yep. <sighs> yep. No, I am your father. And so another friend, who's kind of a jerk, walked in and started going, hey, Darth Vader. Oh, and man. And the light sword thing. And so the guy was embarrassed and took it off, and he had a horrible night's sleep. So I'm really excited about this. Um, My symptoms of yeah. sleep apnea, like a lot of people, was fatigue. Fatigue. I was so tired, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Headache in the morning? Sure. Yeah. And then falling asleep in the afternoon drive home? Yes, sir. Yeah. And that's really bad. Yeah. So... Get your sleep apnea treated. Try the mask because it works for some. But the University of Washington, uh, some students, yeah, developed this device. They won a $25,000 prize as one of the new innovations. And I'm really excited because I tell you, sleep apnea will kill your heart by the increased pressure in your lungs trying to bring that air through. It causes atrial fibrillation. Right. It causes high blood pressure. Because of this constant stress of not sleeping. You right. know, the Nazis, that was their biggest way to get you to say what they want. What? They wouldn't let you go to sleep. So I some of these people that I have as patients have not slept for years. Really? Yeah, I'll tell you a story someday about my big breakthrough on sleep apnea. All right, our shout-out segment coming up. Also, telephone lines are open, 919-860-9783. This is Heart Health Radio. Get better, stay healthy, spot medical misinformation just by listening. Saturdays at noon, Heart Health Radio, this show right here. Dr. Weefall. Absolutely. I got a special person to shout out today. And the reason why I'm shouting them out is I want you to know if you're not getting better, Mm -hmm. a lot of people say, I don't want to hurt my doctor's feelings by getting a second opinion. (laughs) I mean, it's your health. So I've got a patient, I'm going to shout him out, Richard Downing, and he came to see me about two weeks ago, and he wasn't doing well. He was short of breath, his Mm -hmm. legs were swollen up, Mm -hmm. he'd been seeing another doctor for years, he had a previous heart attack, and he kept getting seen by people who weren't his doctor, who said, what prescriptions do you need? So he comes to see me, and my gosh, positive stress test. 
His right. heart function was down to half of what it should have been. He was 25 pounds full of fluid. And now we're going to get him fixed. And so, you know, he's a great, his diabetes was way out of control. I mean, his sugars were averaging 300 and nothing was being done. Blood pressure was really high. Wow. And let me tell you what happens if you've been to a doctor for a long period of time. Sometimes they don't pay attention because they think, oh, here's this guy. He's had this. Let me get him done with blah, 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 blah. Yeah. When somebody sees you new, when they're a fresh set of eyes, they can often approach you as a fresh, new case. Mm -hmm. I hate to use the word case, but, you know, doctors look at things as, you know, challenges, uh, intellectual challenges. And that can be a big point. So with Mr. Downing, as an example, he shouted out, he finally said, I can't stand this anymore. I can't stand it. He's going to go get a fresh set of eyes. That's good. And I'm really excited for him. Uh, next week is a big week. We're going to get him set up and get him fixed. That's so good. Out. We got another shout out. Yeah. You know, I always mispronounce her name. Is it McEnany? I think it's easy. It's Kaylee McEnany. What a tremendous new source of good information on COVID. Did you see her the other day? Yeah, yeah, I did. And so here she is. Everybody's screaming, is it safe to go to church? You know, they're screaming at her. And by the way, I think it's safe to go to church. And what did she say? Hmm. If you follow the CDC guidelines with social distancing, but is it safe? If you follow the CDC guidelines, right. she's really articulate. Um, and people had, don't know this because she doesn't brag. But she went to Oxford and got a degree at Oxford, and she went to Harvard Law School, and she's been in this business for a long period of time. If you look at her, she's she's really attractive, mm-hmm. and there's this lookism thing that people think somebody who's really attractive, especially there's prejudice against really attractive women, mm-hmm. but they can't be smart. Well, let me tell you, they can be, and she's fantastic, and you can get honest and complete information she's the president's press secretary and even if you hate trump she's you can <laughs> you can get information from her i she's think accurate i think that the typical reporter even in that room they ask her a question and they think oh i got her now and they don't and they don't yeah because her memory is so excellent well, and she's also prepared yeah right you see that book she has she is not dumb she knows that she cannot remember every detail. Mm-hmm. So if you could see us right now, we've got papers all over the place here yeah. that we're referring to. I mean, you know, Rick Martinez is right. You never know what's going to come out of my mouth next. Yes. But you can guess based on the papers that are sitting here. Yeah. She's got this notebook, and she knows. She's got it tabbed out, and that's really smart. Why is there a piece of paper near you that says hypothermia? We are not in that season, sir. We almost are. Today is going to be in the upper 80s. And I want people to remember, you can cool yourself down and keep yourself healthy. Heat stroke is a problem. And what is that? That's when your brain gets overheated and it no longer can control your temperature regulation. And pretty soon it's 106, 107 degrees and blood cells are dying. Now, when somebody has a cardiac arrest and they get resuscitated. Yeah. The biggest problem is not that they didn't get brain, blood to their brain during their cardiac arrest. It's getting blood back to the brain that burns up the brain because the brain is can't take the heat. 
quite frankly. And what we do is we cool those bodies down. And okay. you can cool your body down the same way. Your carotid artery is in your neck. It goes right to the brain. It's literally half an inch. Which less. side? Both. Both sides. Okay. Yeah. And All then right. the jugular vein Makes comes it easier. out of the brain. Sure. And a lot of your blood flow goes to your brain. About 35% of every heartbeat is going to the brain. Get a can. I got a Mountain Dew can here. Yeah. Uh, I'm holding it to my neck. Yes. It's cooling my body down. Is it? Because it's a refrigerator for your blood. And what it does is the blood flows by because it's right underneath the can, separated by skin. Mm-hmm. It's getting its temperature dropped. Okay. So and that's going directly to the brain as a cooler thing. I'm telling you, you're out there, you're hot, and yeah. you're, you're pushing the lawnmower. You grab a cold drink, put it on your neck for 10 seconds, go to the other side, yeah. 10 seconds, until you feel cool. What if I just do it. two cans you can. on either side? Yeah, or you, or Cut you, it get, down it, you and can get a two-can to two hold can. it in its beak and no, put it on your no, neck. Two, two cans of soda yeah. on left and right, and yeah. I will lower uh, clearly, a minute. Clearly, Within I was reading your scientific terms upside down because yeah. we're facing each other. Yeah. It's not hypothermia. It's hyper. No, you're hyperthermic. Okay. H-Y-P-E-R. Yeah. Your body's too hot, so you are going to practice the techniques of hypothermia. Okay. You're going to put that ice-cold thing on your neck, and within a minute or two, you will feel great. Okay. I want to – they did a scientific experiment with me on this radio show. Okay. I host a radio show later on in the afternoon. We were doing the COVID – It's a great show, by the way. Yeah, thank you. It's the the COVID – thing we were actually for one week they put us outside it was a beautiful sunny day but it yeah. was chilly in the morning wore a sweater and the sun was on my back for about two and a half three hours and you got hot i had a hard time regulating my temperature the rest of the day is that normal yes i felt like i had the flu and i really thought i'd caught bring the can put it on your neck until you feel better really yes you're hearing the Beatles in the background. Why? Why? We're opening up. The sun is shining. We're coming out of a long, cold winter. It's Memorial Day. And not only do I want to recognize the vets, our military men and women, but also the Americans, the citizens of the world who died. So here comes the sun. We have an opening. We can be happy again. That's an excellent thought. God bless all of our listeners. God bless you, Dave. God bless everyone who helps this show. Greg, thank you. Um, And to everybody listening, I hope you have a safe holiday weekend. And we'll be back here for Heart Health Radio, noon Saturday of next week.
Heart Health Radio is for information purposes only. Before taking any action, consult your doctor.